Voted the third most livable city in the world, Adelaide truly is designed for life. In the Experience Adelaide podcast, hear stories from the people who are creating great experiences and opportunities in the CBD as we showcase the amazing events, hotels, businesses, schools and more right in the heart of our city. Having lived and worked on major developments in the United Kingdom and Gold Coast, Diane Dixon has chosen Adelaide to take on her biggest project yet. The state project lead for Lot 14 on North Terrace, Diane looks after a globally connected business precinct that will foster jobs and skills in high-growth industries and be an integral part of SA's innovation ecosystem. Here, Di chat about the real magic that is happening at Lot 14. Now, we're getting a sense of real excitement coming out of Lot 14. Tell us what it's designed to do and tell us how you and your team are activating it and making this happening. Right, so there's a variety of innovation precincts, districts, hubs, tech parks all around the world. And for all of them have the same ideal or, or, or objective of really bringing together like-minded people, but in a, from a diverse range of backgrounds. And that's really where that collision of different disciplines, both in the research, as well as the academic, as well as the industry sectors, for them to come together in a, one physical location basically is where the magic happens. It's where you'll get cross-collaboration, people talking to each other whose paths would never naturally cross. And in a world where everything is so digitally connected and people can be anywhere, we found I found this in other precinct roles where we've tried to attract people in, but if there's not a compelling value proposition of why they should be there, then they won't work. People will come, they won't stay, there won't be a true commitment. But what's happening at Lot 14 is something I've not seen anywhere else in the world. It's basically attracting people who are so passionate, so dynamic in what they're doing in their world, but so open to cross-collaboration and that being the way of actually coming up with solutions to global problems, whether it's from an academic research perspective or more importantly, from a real-world application um, opportunity. So we're already seeing that in the, we're now into the third year of the precinct coming together. I like to talk about it. We're moving now from the establishment phase to the uh, growth stage um, and that's where the team that are doing all these different components that make up Lot 14 is just such an amazing thing to watch to ha- watch happen. To imagine that Lot 14 was a fully functioning hospital site just um, three years ago and now I've been in the role actually two years today is my work anniversary. Um, Congratulations. So the two years I've been here to see the transformation of heritage buildings. We have six heritage buildings which have been fully refurbished each in a very unique way and the juxtaposition of then having high-tech companies located in them and companies actually thriving to be in that sort of historical environment but within a precinct where the next stage of growth will be um, more modern and focused infrastructure delivery. So we have new projects which will start commencement construction later this year and that'll bring a whole new wave of energy into the precinct and the ability for the startups to grow, to mature, for the smaller companies we have to be working alongside global names and to actually be able to grow and evolve. So we're really creating such a unique opportunity for companies to come to Adelaide, be committed, be able to work with a variety of skills, energy, enterprise and expertise that exists here, but that those people want to stay in SA because they really see the opportunity here because of the commitment to the Lot 14 precinct at a government level. And these precincts do need that funding support to be able to be initiated. So you need that input from government, but we're already seeing how that gets leveraged. So 
part of the Adelaide City deal, we got $20 million to uh, deliver an innovation hub. That will now be delivered as part of a $400 million privately funded facility, which will start construction early next year. So those pieces of infrastructure are so critical. That will provide us with a really clear defense stake in the ground in terms of the infrastructure that's required. But the companies are only going to come and fill that 16-story building uh, because they know there's that surrounding expertise and supply chain and value add from all the companies and the expertise that's here in Adelaide. So it's, it's that continuum of being able to see where there's expertise, but be able to attract companies that can come here and just really start driving things. And nationally, Lot 14 is really being taken notice of because these precincts just do not evolve this quickly. I've never seen anything like it in my experience working on similar precincts and particularly on the global stage. And that's where if we stay really true to our key sector areas of defense, space, high tech and creative, which is what we're focused on, and their applications across each other, then you can really start creating that magic of collaboration and a true innovation ecosystem that everyone talks about. How is this happening? Tell, to give us a sense of the magic that mm. is happening and how it is unfolding on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Sure. And I think, um, and we really encourage community to come into Lot 14. We don't want it to be a mysterious place where things are happening behind closed doors. So uh, very much about engaging with people and letting people understand what's happening there. And I think anyone who comes into the precinct immediately understands the passion and the energy. You can actually physically feel it as you walk into the buildings and particularly when, when people are just walking around, and it is the places like the coffee shop community. We have an amazing cafe now on, out on the front of North Terrace. That was the old kiosk. It was, yes. And it's always good to remind everyone that 50% of the site, once it's complete, will be fully publicly accessible. 70% um, will be landscaped gardens um, and be able to be enjoyed by the public. So it's not that it's just about the, that that expertise side, but that's where I think people are so embedded in a community feel there's a real community atmosphere and people want to help each other out companies talk to each other in a very informal way we have um, a precinct and project manager whose role is to bring the tenants together we have a tenancy reference group so it's always about knowing those tenants are our critical piece without them you wouldn't be able to have an innovation precinct so that's where we've already just in the last two years seen a range of companies coming together we have miriota and innovore so you've got a uh, an Internet of Things data company with a, a company that are starting to build satellites just over the road at Lot 14. Um, and those companies have come together with SmartSat CRC, a, a cooperative research center on a national level. And through that energy that's come together with the, with those companies, because they're co-located at Lot 14, they've now, um, they're working together on a $6.5 million satellite opportunity to be the first um, government-launched satellite into low-Earth orbit to actually then do a range of data analyzing around uh, emergency services, ground waste services for government. So again, going back to creating, seeing where there's a problem and then identifying a solution, but knowing they can't do it alone. But that's really critical as well in terms of that curation of the tenancies. So we have a really clear tenancy strategy uh, and it's always about well what can the precinct offer to our tenants but also what can the tenants bring to the precinct itself and that's always important as well to recognize that Adelaide is in a really unique position of having a whole value chain of innovation districts and precincts we have Tonsley we have Biomed 
Um, so all of these are really critical. And when people around the world look at Australia, they look at it as a whole. Then they might look at a state and they're looking for that area of expertise. So to then be able to come to South Australia and have options of whether they're involved in manufacturing and working out at Tonsley or in the specific space sector and coming to work at Lot 14. But then they don't have to work in isolation. They can then work across those pathways. So we wouldn't be trying to seek manufacturing at Lot 14 because we know that exists really strongly at Tonsley. And in the same way, we're starting to work between Lot 14 and Biomed City around data analytics. The data analytics is happening at places like the Australian Institute for Machine Learning at Lot 14 and the Living Lab, the MIT Living Lab. But then there's applications in the health sector. So we work very closely with that precinct around how there could be that cross-fertilization of ideas. So although Lot 14, magic's happening, it's also about how we collectively celebrate and promote what's happening in SA. And again, having come from interstate, that doesn't naturally happen. And I think, and it, I always very much try to um, promote to people here in Adelaide that this isn't the normal. People should be really proud of it. We should be talking about it. And everyone should be a great ambassador for, and I know everyone is very proud to be South Australian, but also to acknowledge they're way ahead of the game on a lot of these things. And to, to have that commitment and, and support at a government level is the starting point. But these things are reliant on industry and actually creating um, global recognition in key areas and industry sectors. And that's your role, isn't it? Yes. So, you know, I mean, you've got, got what, Google and Amazon are coming in. Mm -hmm. You've got major industry coming in. You've got smaller industry. And you're the one who at one level is, is curating mm. who comes in, how they come in, how they connect. Tell us how you actually are driving this. Um, I can't take all of the, the accolade. The fundamentals are what is it, what, what are SA's strengths? And obviously that's where the defence um, sector is, is a prime opportunity. And before I arrived, you'd already secured the, the National Space Agency to be located here. So all of those components just start really putting it on the map at a national level. And you cannot underestimate those strategic partnerships. So to have the likes of those commitments um, and the Australian Institute for Machine Learning, the Australian Cyber Collaboration Centre. So all of these key partners within the precinct then attract those companies to come and work around them because they can see that there's been that long-term commitment. So the curation, as, as I mentioned, is about recognising you're not a free-for-all. And this is what I've seen happen in other innovation precincts nationally, where it becomes a, a, a stage of just trying to get demand, meet, try and bring that demand in, get people excited and fill buildings. That's not happening here. We're actually, we've run, we're running out of space and we're actually trying to look at where we can work innovatively with the city of Adelaide around looking at staging areas. So companies that really want to be within lot 14 because there's real opportunities for them and synergies with companies and opportunities that we have, where can we get them in, keep this momentum and excitement going, locate them elsewhere in the CBD. And then once we have this new infrastructure fully developed which will be from late in 2023 we can then bring them into the precinct and that's where there'll be a whole dynamic change in the precinct again because companies will move into these buildings they'll free up the the heritage buildings we already have over 1200 people working and studying on site that's nearly at full capacity where we've got pockets of areas to now refurbish the final building vice building is just being activated with tenants moving in now That'll take us up to around the um, 1800 mark. When the precinct is fully developed um, and on the current development plan, that will be around 2028, there'll be over 6,000 people working on that site. So it, it's managing 
the curation, but doing it in a true way. As I mentioned, there's a lot of people just rush in, they build, get the buildings built, and then you end up turning into a commercial park, a tech park. Those sort of areas can be anywhere. We're in a really unique position here in Adelaide, and one of the reasons I could see a really great opportunity for Lot 14 is its location. It's in the CBD. That That is very unique globally. It's adjacent to a cultural precinct. It's adjacent to the key universities. It's right next to an amazing, the amazing Adelaide Botanic Garden. It's right next to the east end of the CBD. So it's literally, you, you couldn't plan this any better. So for a government to have had the foresight to, to really say that this is a key opportunity, but then to stay committed to it into the long term, and that's where, as being part of the Adelaide City deal, and having all three levels of government very clear on the opportunities for economic diversity, but also activating a precinct with a range of layers. We have the the culture, the future cultural tourism attraction of the Aboriginal Art and Culture Centre. So that in itself really att- attracts knowledge-based workers too. So it's creating a real package of opportunities. So yes, companies can work anywhere. So it's what are our points of difference? And we're really ticking those boxes. Certainly ticking those boxes. And it is the location, it is the vision. How does this get translated onto the ground? What are we actually going to see on the ground that's that's been generated within Lot 14? So I think um, when the hoarding came down late last year along North Terrace, that really just opened everything out for us and really, I think, helps us to take that first step to really engage with the community that this is something for the local community even though it's got global reach. And again, these sort of precincts always tend to be a bit of a mystery to the local community and what's in it for me. And that's where it's really critical for us to continually be saying, well, this is this is somewhere where the next generation can come. They can now study here in Adelaide. They can have these amazing global companies located in the CBD. There's opportunities to work with these companies. Now, the startups that are emerging in the stone and chalk facility, we have 58 startups, over 200 desks occupied and those are the companies of the future that will be that that they're where the the energy of the next generation are coming through. So other um, people can have that aspiration. Having the Space Discovery Centre now located on North Terrace, it's booked out for the next three to four months. It's just the excitement that's here, and and that's very much about what careers there are in space. It's not the the usual um, expectation around being able to go in and see astronaut suits, etc. There's a real showcase in that facility at Lot 14 that shows particularly where SA talent is in space doing amazing things, whether it's something to do with the environment, whether it's something to do with food, whether it's something to do with travel. There's just a variety of options, and that's really that career aspiration is what we want to generate as well. So it's about building up the skill base here in Adelaide so people can study, stay here, work here. We want people to go away because that's where they'll get amazing um, additional experience there's always a place to come back and that people will start recognising the credibility of having work studied here and that there's this this job pipeline from a basic level up to a higher level. And something that, that I was very keen to point out with these innovation precincts is the multiplier effect. And so people might think, well, there's nothing in it for me. It's all that space high-tech um, activity. Well, it's actually an opportunity for other jobs to be created for every a single knowledge-based job or high-tech job that's created, there's five other jobs that are created in a range of supporting areas, both in um, industries related to those, but also in hospitality, um, in tourism, in services, um, all those activities that have to help support someone coming and locating 
um, here in Adelaide, uh, as well as they're making that commitment as well in terms of generating further economic benefit. Um, and the figures that we've had um, developed for Lot 14 indicate that when it is fully built out in 2028 and we have those 6,000 plus workers, it'll be generating $3.5 billion worth of economic activity for the state. So that's the economic value, but you can't undervalue um, that global credibility, reputation um, opportunity. So it's about staying true to that curation. And I like your image that, of course, you know, with the, with the space as one example, people come in as, as a casual visitor to have mm -hmm. a look at what's on display. They can then come in and start to study. There's, I think you've referred to mm -hmm. the stone and chalk. Yes. So it is this continual progression of come in, come and see what mm -hmm. we're doing, become more and more involved and eventually possibly contribute to the level of expertise. Mm -hmm. So it's it's building our own homegrown as much as we're bringing in the international. And I think if anything we've learned over the last year or so is how important that is. And and if anything, we're now trying to address, which we can, it's, it's catch up in a lot of those skill air, skill areas like cybersecurity and the high tech areas, which we've um, demonstrated. We have that baseline skill and we've got some amazing companies. They're already crying out for how to fill roles and jobs. And so it's about that education sector, which is where we're working very closely uh, at a tertiary and a, a vocational level in terms of generating that ability to support people so that we can start delivering, self-generating those jobs that we know we're going to need to fill those roles, as well as hopefully into the future, having that ability to, uh, again, attract international students here who want to come and study here because they'll, they, they'll be able to see that level of activity. Mm, they will certainly want that. Now, we've brought all sorts of people here. We've brought you here. Tell us, what was it that made you up and come here for this job? What was it about the job? I've been fortunate in, in my career in the UK and over the last now 20 years in Australia, have been fortunate to work on some extremely exciting projects. I've been able to study in a variety of areas, so have quite a broad range of academic um, and uh, practical experience across stakeholder management, marketing and comms, infrastructure delivery um, and investment attraction. Um, and for me, this role really just was the culmination of all of those things. I've been working on a similar precinct in Queensland uh, for the five years prior. Um, and a lot of the things, there was the appetite to do it, there was the commitment to do it, but it was just the structures in place and empowering people to do it was probably just a bit of a challenge. Um, and that quite often happens, um, particularly with governments involved as well. Um, so this role that I'm now currently in, is a role that I've never seen created for these types of precincts. So actually having a coordination point that is empowered at the highest level um, to be able to make decisions quickly on behalf of government, to have that strategic view of how things should operate. So it's really critical we get the development and infrastructure right, but that's just one key component. A lot of people could approach these precincts in terms of we just need to build these things and they will come. Well, no, you need that level, but you also need that the innovation and skills side and be able to work in that aspect and also a reach globally around a network of players, whether they're uh, local trade and investment offices around the world or Austrade contacts. So it's having all of that line of sight as well to know where there's opportunities and linkages. Um, and this role really just gave me that opportunity to really put my money where my mouth was in terms of what I've been saying in Queensland for a long time that we needed to do to pull together and have that empowered role, whoever it was, to do that. And for me, 
And that's really played out. It, it wasn't just a promise or a role that had been created. It, it's been set up in the right way, um, in the right place in government. It's enabled a lot of stakeholder involvement. We've set up a whole structure. And a lot of my role is about the stakeholder management, talking to all of our neighbours continually, having those contacts nationally and internationally to have conversations in this space. And and for me, it's just a way of, of, of being able to bring all my experiences throughout my career to one place and just be empowered to deliver something. And I think that's what we've been able to see, that the role's been set up. I can make decisions quickly and easily, which isn't necessarily something that, that could be quite challenging in a government environment. But to have all those layers in place and the support at so many levels, it's just enabled um, me to also identify where we need a greater team resource. So the team's grown quite significantly over the last few months because we really just, things are moving so quickly and we're just trying to keep up with demand and we need to keep momentum and excitement going. And that just doesn't normally happen. So we need to harness it and just drive that forward and just keep on moving. And that's, yeah, been fabulous for me. As I say, two years today is my anniversary of, of coming to Adelaide. And, and career-wise, it's been an amazing opportunity. Career-wise, it's been an amazing opportunity. And you've come from what is known as sunny Queensland to Adelaide. How are you finding living in Adelaide? Um, I think, well, I can't deny that I did move from the UK uh, for a better climate. So um, I do enjoy the warmer months here in Adelaide. And that's probably uh, uh, was why I hadn't necessarily envisaged that I would ever leave Queensland. Um, but for me, it was always about when I left the UK and London to go to a location where you can make a difference. Um, I never looked at Sydney or Melbourne and, and wouldn't have necessarily taken this role if that opportunity had, had been at either of those key locations. Um, it was what attracted me to the Gold Coast in Queensland because it was an opportunity to be part of something that's changing um, and is small enough to be able to make an impact, but large enough to have that critical mass on the world stage. And for me, Adelaide was probably the next step up, not going to a major uh, the um, international city, but to one that is very focused around its livability, around its attractiveness. And one thing that has really blown me away that I didn't know about um, Adelaide has really just been that connectivity between people. Um, and I quickly learned that everybody does really know everybody, um, luckily. Um, but that is a real benefit in terms of, again, that decision making. And particularly in my role, I've been so well supported with people at all levels, opening up their networks to me introducing me um, to a variety of people and just knowing how to cut through a lot of things and just go directly to people around finding out the history on things, but also the best way forward. So for me, that's quite unique. I haven't seen that anywhere else in the world where there's a sense of community, but it's also a proactive community and wanting to get things done and a real sense of pride. Um, so um, I, I, I live in Brighton, so I get the opportunity to see the ocean. So it's great to have that balance. And for me, uh, being such a commutable city as well in terms of being able to get around so easily. I don't have to spend half my day in the car, which was what I was doing re most recently, but even more so in the in the UK and London. Because yeah, the, connect the connectivity is a very strong feature. Now, tell us, how is all this transforming how we look at North Terrace? North Terrace used to be just our cultural precinct. It's now got this this enormous sense of excitement and energy mm. beaming up. How do, how do you see Lot 14s contributing to the transformation of yeah. North Terrace? And I think that's a really important part. These precincts don't have boundaries around them. They've got to be embedded in the fabric of everything that surrounds them. So for me, that was one of the first things I did was meet all the neighbours, talk to everybody. How do we actually make sure 
that this is integrated uh, and it does have that connectivity and everyone wins from it because you don't often get this financial commitment but also this energy and political and activation commitment. So how does everyone gain while also appreciating that there was a hospital there previously so there may be some thoughts around how do we get that 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 energy and population um, back as well to to um, embrace the city and for I think for the cultural institutions it's really just become so apparent how the Aboriginal Art and Culture Centre is really going to enable us to join collectively and really create a destination of cultural offerings um, and yes we have some great offerings here already but that will really just help elevate that and we're working very closely around that opportunity from an international tourism perspective but also around um, drawing people further down to the botanic gardens. How do we have that integration so it all becomes part of one journey? It's all one seamless just saunter. That's virtually. right. And that's how the ideal world is that people will just wander down. They may spend time in the botanic gardens. There may be an event on there or equally in Lot 14, but they wouldn't know whether they're in the botanic gardens or Lot 14 is the ideal world. Then they'll walk over the road into the East End for something to eat. And so it's that... And then further down the um, cultural um, experience with the art gallery and museum further down North Terrace. So it's definitely that journey destination approach that we're really focused on. And again, Lot 14 is, you could say, is the shiny thing at the moment. Um, and as I say to all of the neighbours, this is our opportunity to leverage together to use that to, to make sure that they gain out of it as well. Yeah. And so it is wonderful to see that spirit of collaboration goes, not just mm. within Lot 14. Right round, as you said, the city, the East End, and all down North Terrace. And you are keeping it building. What are the upcoming projects that we can anticipate? With, without any spoiler alerts, is there <laughs> anything you can tell us? Coming perhaps into 2022. Yeah. Oh, well, 2022 is going to, as I say, it's that we're really moving from that establishment into our growth stage now. And I think it's excitement levels are just it are going to grow, but it's also, I think, going to then become more evident Probably over 2022, it'll look like there's things happening behind hoarding, but we're very focused on how do we make sure it's an activated North Terrace component so people can be engaged in what's happening before these buildings start coming out of the ground. So very exciting to have the Aboriginal Art and Culture Centre. There'll be early work starting on site um, in November, um, and that will then have main construction work starting in the early new year. So there's going to be a significant amount of activity adjacent to the Botanic Gardens, and I think. And people aren't going to understand the scale of that building until, it's, until it starts emerging. And then I think people are going to be quite blown away in terms of just the size of this, but also its commitment to the, to the outside and the environment as well and how it's grounded on Ghana land. And we're really embracing that and also the landscaping into the Botanic Gardens and further into the Central Park area of Lot 14. So all of that public realm start work will start happening as well. Um, and then another really significant build is the Entrepreneur and Innovation Centre. So that's a 16-storey, 35,000-square-metre build. So completely changes the landscape of, of this end of um, North Terrace. Um, that building will start construction next year, and that will be home to a range of um, defence and high-tech companies, which will really provide that opportunity, again, to to build on what we've got there, but really start making a global um, stake in the ground that Adelaide is committed to these sectors. And not only are they committed, they're attracting both go both government and industry sector to come and work within the precinct, within Lot 14. And as I mentioned, part of that build is the Innovation Hub. So that will be owned um, through the state government for at least the next 10 years. So really enables us to activate that ground floor plaza 
in a collaborative community-based way. So that'll involve all of the universities. It'll involve a range of events. We see TEDx talks happening there. We see a range of things happening. It spills out into the open um, landscaped gardens. So really fabulous opportunities linked so closely to the Aboriginal Art and Culture Centre, which will have a whole level open to um, gala, conference events, those sort of commercial activities as well. So it starts becoming really quite unique. So the community will start seeing all of this happening in 2022, uh, and we hope to take everyone on that journey. Um, then 2023 is when those buildings will start to, to take fruition and the Entrepreneur and Innovation Centre hopefully will open in late 2023 and the Aboriginal Art and Culture Centre will open in early 2025. Um, and time goes so quick, that'll be here before we know it. But there's also a range of other development sites. So this is where we're now turning our minds to what else do we need at Lot 14 while being cognizant of what um, our, our tenants need, they need a range of price points. We can't expect to keep attracting startups if we're just going to build all, all these new buildings. So that's where there's a real value in maintaining those heritage buildings, but also some of the other uh, buildings that are already on site and how do we draw out their lifespan as well so the companies that are already in there can have that sort of different offering um, in terms of location, accommodation and, and access to a variety of um other facilities and we very much try and uh, all facilities across lot 14 as for tenants um, are open so there's a cross meeting room booking system so just simple things like that people move between the buildings and that's the difference as well in that other other innovation precincts or tech parks you can go to particularly nationally uh, are very siloed because people will go into those buildings stay in those buildings and then leave at the end of the day that's not what Lot 14 is about. It's about people wanting to travel between buildings and seeing the value. For us, it's about having a really clear strategy about what we want these buildings to be. How do they complement and not compete with the CBD? How do they add another value proposition to Adelaide and not just replicate something elsewhere? That's not what this is about. And that's where I think is the really exciting component of Lot 14 for me. This podcast is brought to you by the Adelaide Economic Development Agency. Follow us at Experience ADL on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit experienceadelaide.com.au for everything you need to know about visiting, living, working, studying, and investing in Adelaide.